Yo, 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 what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is I, the Microphone Messiah, your mother's favorite podcast, and the current reigning defending BulletCast podcast champion. I am joined by a former BulletCast podcast champion, the Canadian Destroyer, BT, Brandon Tanguma. Brandon, what's going on, man? Not that much. Another Thursday. Got the first of two uh, back-to-back pay-per-view weekends, so let's go. Let's go. Sorry, premium live event, then a pay-per-view. Yes, I will be, I will be out of town for both. Wow, wow. what are the what are the odds? What are the odds? Nonetheless, we do have a lot to talk about. I'll uh, be asleep for one. Oh, no, I'll be, bro. Let's watch it together. Let's Facetime when we watch it. I don't, oh, no. I don't even know I'm going to watch it. I think I'm probably just going to wake up at like eight o'clock and be like, "All right, just stay off social media and and watch it." Wow, you're just going to do it like that. Yeah, it's not like the old New Japan days where I'll stay up till like four o'clock in the morning to watch Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, well, nobody's doing that for Wrestle Kingdom anymore. All right, nonetheless, uh, SmackDown happened, and uh, yes, Roman Reigns uh, has returned. He's flailed by Paul Heyman, Jimmy Uso, and Solo Sokoa. Uh, Roman tells the fans not to do their chance. He said this is a special time uh, when The Rock joins the bloodline, and then... <laughs> His music hit. You get uh people have been saying, "Oh my God, we're getting we're getting the corporate rock vibes." You know the Versace uh, shirt that he used to wear back in the day. Now a Versace vest, so he can show off the guns. The sunglasses are back. Rock uh goes down there and he says, "You know, you guys set an attendance record for being the what the largest group of trailer park trash the Rock has ever seen." Um, addresses the Cody Crybaby, saying, "You know, uh." They ruined the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. You guys had it in the palm of your hands. And saying Cody doesn't just get to get what he wants because he whined about it, even though he did win the Royal Rumble. But I'm sure that doesn't matter to The Rock. And uh, The Rock says, can you smell what the bloodline is cooking and the ones are in the air? What are your thoughts on a... I call call this episode Corporate Hollywood because I think that's what this Rock is. This is Corporate Hollywood Rock. Yeah, it's definitely a blend... Of his uh, heel personas, uh, you know, he did no sing along with The Rock, which was a staple for him back in like 98, 99 when he turned heel, even though he was like still the second most popular guy in the company. But I mean, it was entertaining. It was fun to see The Rock kind of heal it up and do his shtick again. I'm going to give him the benefit out because it is still like week one or two of this story. But, uh, you know, I, I thought the, the Rock promo itself, we'd be kind of just like, put it under a microscope and kind of look at it. It kind of didn't make a whole lot of sense. Cause like he was talking about like the Utah jazz and like putting them over compared to Cody when technically Cody did like the exact same thing. The Utah jazz did. They lost the NBA finals and then came back the next year, just like how Cody won the Royal Rumble back to back. Now Utah jazz lost both times to Michael Jordan. Cody's not trying to do that, but I, I don't know. I don't know, the- man. I-, I think Roman's Cody's Michael Jordan. And, you know, Cody's Roman's Utah Jazz. Quite possibly. Well, I don't think Cody wants to be a Carl Malone for obvious reasons. If you don't know, look up Carl Malone. If you know, you know. But nonetheless, yeah, people were uh, kind of dissecting this. When he threw up the one, he didn't have his finger tucked in. It was out. People were like, oh, does he not know how to do this? Uh, And then the the most notable thing, when Rock said he's going to make sure that you you lose at WrestleMania, he said Cody Rhodes. 
but he was kind of pointing at Roman Reigns. People kind of uh, were looking at that. Roman wasn't looking at The Rock. He was looking at the crowd. Paul Heyman, he kind of like, you know, did one of his faces to kind of acknowledge that everything counts, as we know. So, uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. You know, uh, if we can get Rock on television more, I mean, because it, it, it's interesting. It really is. Roman, we don't see him a lot. And we see The Rock even less than Roman Reigns. So it's kind of like. And we're what, seven weeks away? So maybe we get them four more times, five more times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you know, whenever Roman is on TV, it's a big deal. Whenever The Rock is on TV, I guess it's going to be an even bigger deal. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's heating up. It's heating up uh, the road to WrestleMania. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, moving on from that, outside the ring, the Briscoes are going to be inducted into the Indy Hall of Fame on uh, April 7th of this year, coming up in a few weeks. So uh, congratulations uh, to the Briscoes. You know, uh, well-deserved. We know we know their uh, their run on the Indies was top-notch. Yeah, absolutely. You know, they were, they were there for majority of the 2000s, and for reason or another, you know, never got like that big break on the mainstream stage, but uh, definitely one of the uh, best tag teams of the past 20-plus years. Yes. Um, Jennifer Pepperman is going to be all elite. AW announced that the former WWE writer and three-time Emmy award winner, Jennifer Pepperman as vice president of content development. Pepperman recently left WWE after being a senior writer for and producer uh, since 2017. Her primary focus was on the women's division on SmackDown. Pepperman will work beside Tony Khan. Her primary role will be developing content for live programming. Uh, adding Jennifer Pepperman's brilliant mind to the AEW team opens the door for exciting new ideas and will help us build upon the incredible stories currently developing on the road to AEW Revolution across our three weekly shows on TBS and TNT. And the effects uh, of Jennifer's arrival in AEW will be felt uh, for many years in the future, said Khan in a statement. Wow. And it's also noted that Pepperman uh, is said to have had a close relationship with Mercedes Monet. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to front and pretend like I knew who Pepperman was before, like yesterday. But I mean, it's never, never hurts to have you know more people with a lot of experience, and she seems to have, as you said, experience with like the women's side of things and the women's division. And the AEW women's division is very lackluster at the moment. They have decent talent, but for whatever reason, like Tony Khan, just either doesn't have the focus or the motivation to make the women's division better. So with Mercedes coming in, hopefully, you know, Jennifer kind of can get some good ideas rolling and maybe uh, Tony can actually listen to some other people. Cause it kind of just feels like on the outside looking in that AEW is kind of just all Tony Khan and some parts it's good. And obviously in some other parts, not so good. Mm. Uh, it's also being reported uh, that AEW forbidden door three will apparently take place in Arthur Ashe stadium in June. Cool. Um, selfishly you know it's the west coast is closer to japan so like you couldn't just like have it at the chase center i mean it just makes it logistically easier for those new japan people to like come on over and like travel wise i just think it makes more sense to have it in new york than to have it in new york but that's just me um, that that is that is just you I mean, or even like you know la you know seattle why well, they did it seattle not the last forbidden door but it was like their forbidden door junior show Forbidden Door Junior. Yeah, the one where uh, Edge came back. Oh, you talking about World's End? Yeah, Forbidden Door Junior. Well, that was in Long Island. That was that was that's that's a whole other. I thought there was there was one that was they were in like Seattle, 
one year. I forget what. I don't know what he else. They were in Seattle a couple weeks, a couple months oh, ago. Oh, that was uh, 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 oh my God, what, what Russell Dream? That's what that was. Yeah, see, I, I'm not that stupid. Nobody said you were, man. Nobody said you were. All right, uh, moving on from that, Velveteen or no, the seven bucks is to produce a flare do- uh, biopic. What is this? Well, it's exactly what it sounds like. The Rock's company, production company, seven bucks announced. Yesterday, I think The Rock put something up on his Instagram and Twitter that uh, they're doing a biopic on uh, the Nature Boy. So, you know, we had the the Vince McMahon one kind of fall through, and now we're having the Ric Flair one, obviously, on the back of the uh, Iron Claw. Uh, Ric Flair seems to be the next. Hopefully, they don't cast the same guy to be Ric Flair in this movie. But uh, I don't think they'll do that. Should be it should be an interesting film. Just I think it just depends on how they want to portray it. They definitely. It's The Rock. They're going to, I think, portray Ric Flair in like the most positive light. So I kind of wonder if we'll get some of the negative aspects aspects of Flair. But we'll have to wait and see all that. Uh, we, we do have to wait and see. Um, so the Velveteen Dream popped up at the Destiny Wrestling Company. This is his first pro wrestling appearance since, you know, all this stuff went down. Um, yeah. People were uh, up, in, up in arms about this. I mean, kind of as they should. It was an unannounced open challenge appearance that the Velveteen Dream made. So, like, even the people in the crowd, like, didn't have an option to, like, make their decision if they wanted to see him or not. I mean, he's kind of on the redemption tour right now. I know he put out that statement a couple weeks ago. I think he did the interview. Yeah, he did the the interview with Chris Van Vliet. I still haven't watched it yet. Uh, Maybe maybe that's one thing. Maybe we'll watch it and come back and talk about it next week. But, uh... Yeah, man. Uh, he he's a uh, he's on the redemption tour. I mean, I'm not one to like want to cancel anybody. Like, per- I mean, obviously, there's like reason. There's you know, there's a threshold, but I I don't know. Like the Velveteen Dream thing, it's kind of like a sticky situation, and it's like I kind of feel bad for him because I feel like he should like get a second chance, but then also. If there's that lack of demand where people just don't want anything to do with them, then you got to kind of respect those people. Yes. I've just found this out. Oh, my God. Uh, outside the ring news, Matt Camp was released by WWE. Jesus. I mean, he, he hosted the bump. Uh, he kind of took that over after Caleb Braxton went on and became the uh, the backstage interviewer that she has become. That kind of sucks, man. I, I enjoyed Matt Camp's work. But nonetheless, we will have to wait and see what happens with the Velveteen Dream. Um Something that could affect inside the ring. Uh, Stone Cold was asked about, you know, if he's healthy in a potential match with CM Punk. He said it would be a good one to see. Is this possible? This possibility? Is this, is this the thing that we that we can get? It's a possibility. Uh, you know, Stone Crazy. Cold. Stone Cold's always been cheeky about this match. As has Punk. Uh, you know, his match in Dallas wasn't perfect by any means, but for his age and for his, you know, lack of wrestling for however long that was, like 19 years. My guy years, took a, took he a looked pretty bump good. on the cement. My, my guy Stone Cold took a suplex on the cement. Come on now. And it kind of almost, the match was better after that because he kind of like, oh, okay, I think I, I can do this now. If I took that and I was fine, I can just let it go. Right, right, right. Um, also moving, moving on back inside the ring, uh, WXW, no, not the Germany promotion, but, uh, the one ran by office senior, it's going to be closing out its, its doors after 27 years. 
offers a serious heart condition of, uh, along with um, mild vascular dementia with Alzheimer's have been named as uh, multiple health complications to why they have to close their doors. Their final event will be held on April 13th. Yeah, man, a lot of a lot of talent came through uh, that company through Office Senior, uh, and then Office you know Office Junior took it over. Who was Manu, in uh, in WWE when he was running with the Legacy and DiBiase and Rhodes and whatnot. So uh, yeah, man, that sucks that that company's closing. I mean, a lot of like I said, a lot of talent has popped in and out of there, man. Oh uh, yeah, T's and P's. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Uh. Promotion shutting down, you know, health kind of deteriorating. So, yeah, T's and P's to him and the whole family. Uh, Gunther retains the Intercontinental Championship. Jay Uso was cost the match by his brother, by his brother Jimmy. Uh, Gunther was able to get the win, and then uh, Jimmy goes up to uh, Jay while he's lying in the ring. He says, no matter how big you get, I'm always going to be your big brother. What are your thoughts? Just like uh, Drew McIntyre, uh, Jay Uso continues to be an international player hater blocking Jay from, you know, the what, world world title, tag title, and IC title. So the full triple crown, he's cost his brother. And uh, it was kind of on the back burner, the Uso versus Uso match. But now this is definitely the first step to us getting that. And should be a, should be a fun one. It should. Oh, my goodness. It should be a fun one. All right. Uh, fan mail. Who do who? Four twenty. Who do who? With the Rock uh, now joining the Bloodline, can Cody overcome all the odds and truly be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns, or does he take an L to the Tribal Chief? Uh, t- does he take another L to the Tribal Chief? Hmm. Oh, we'll see. I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I wouldn't be surprised if Roman walks out again as champion. I am very confident Cody will win. But because of last year, they put that little bit of doubt in your mind that they could possibly delay it even more. So it's not 100% Cody wins, but I think they just have just a little bit of doubt to kind of to mess with people just enough. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Nigerian Prince, uh, what a Black History Month gift for The Rock to join the bloodline. God is good. Yes, he is. <laughs> right on, brother. Right also, on. about the The Rock. You know, this also kind of has like a similar vibe, possibly, to like when The Rock was in the nation. You know, The Rock kind of took over. He might like take over the bloodline while Roman Reigns, a.k.a. Farouk, might be getting squeezed out, not loving that. And they might come to blows and have some sort of disagreement. Because right now, The Rock is definitely the alpha, the head of the table in all of these segments, including both of him and Roman. And Roman's just kind of back, sitting back. Shouldn't. If someone has to be squeezed out, shouldn't shouldn't what uh solo be rock? Then I mean if you're going from like the true, like, oh, he's the young guy coming out the come up. But I'm just saying on just a face value, you know, the two quote unquote leaders of the, the nation or the bloodline, you can't have two leaders, because if you have two leaders, you have zero. Just like know. you can't have two quarterbacks. No, they have like second string quarterbacks and third string quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, but there's you can't have two first string quarterbacks. Can you not? It just does. Just doesn't work. Wow. Someone's got to take the reins. Mm. Mm. Uh, in brightest day X, Mister X. 
Okay. Was the return of Hollywood rock a blessing in disguise? Well, this is corporate Hollywood, man. This That's what this is. Uh, he says, I've heard ideas of both uh, will Seth screw over Cody or will Rock screw over Roman? I can, see, I can see Seth screwing over Cody and then him you know, finally getting his win back over Cody. I can see that happen. I'm not opposed to that. I'm not opposed to that at all. I think we are going to get that tag match and I could see them maybe not like a full-blown SmackDown. Like a full-blown turn, but maybe there'll be some like dissension between Cody and Seth. I'm still wondering how like Rock plays into the world title match because I don't think you want him to be like a referee or like an outside enforcer. But unless there's like a full blow up night one WrestleMania in that tag match, the Rock is going to be involved some which way. I don't think they're wrestling twice. I don't think they'd do that. Mm -mm. And then he also says in that same vein, will Ric Flair screw over the Young Bucks to help Sting and Darby? Uh, Ric Flair was kind of pissed off, so I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out about that. We'll find out about that. Matter of fact, let's go over to AEW Dynamite. Brandon, take us away. Time limit draw, FTR and BCC. Yep. You know, this has been mainly a collision thing, uh, but FTR and Bullet Club, or Bullet Club, uh, Black Bull Combat Club go uh, 20 minutes. They've been, te- you know, they've been doing a lot of long opening matches the past couple weeks on Dynamite, and this one goes the full 20 minutes. And it was a you know solid match, and this sets up a rematch at Revolution. Mm-hmm. And a revolution? What, two out of three falls or what? I think it's just a, a regular standard match. Maybe this one has like a 60-minute time limit being on the pay-per-view. But uh, then we had a kind of cavalcade of different notable promos. We had uh, Dana Garcia and Christian Cage in a segment. Uh, shocker, Christian's going up against someone who has a uh, a dead father. And also a dead mother, I believe. Oh, so, bro, did you that address he gave in that promo? People Googled it. It's a graveyard. Well, Christian does his research. So, uh, these two will face off the TNT title at uh, Revolution. Uh, Garcia fighting for the honor of Adam Copeland. So, I assume Christian wins and then either Copeland makes the comeback at the pay per view or later on and they have a blow off at double. And I kind of hope it doesn't get all the way to double or nothing, but I'm kind of expecting that to happen. It probably will, bro. AEW likes to stretch it out like that. I mean, I'm okay for long, long form storytelling just when it's when it makes sense and it's coherent and all that other stuff. Uh, Flair and the Young Bucks. Yeah, you kind of alluded to it. Flair comes out of the arena because they uh, were doing that whole Matt Menard, uh, Ruby Soho date thing on Rampage that for some reason gets airtime on Dynamite now. Uh, but yeah, Ric Flair comes in. He does like an awkward interview with Renee, which I was like. What are they getting at? Because Ric Flair like seemed in a very pissy mood, and then like it made it made sense because then he goes and talks to Matthew and Nicholas in their uh, locker room. So I would assume maybe Flair turns on Sting, um, and he's going to be in the Young Bucks corner for uh, for this match. So apropos, it didn't make sense to begin with that Sting and uh, Ric Flair were going to be together in the last last time, just like the WrestleMania match with NWO and Sting. So uh, I, you know, I kind of like this. Oh, you do. Yeah, I also really enjoyed the the promo Sting and Darby cut. Like last week, you know, they they kind of just Darby cut the promo and he just kind of unnecessarily name dropped Cody Rhodes in a in a promo, and it got very meta. Like it got very meta, and I was like, I, like guys, we don't need. They like b- brutally attacked you guys last week. Why are you bringing up like meta BS from 2019? But then they did a backstage or on site whatever type 
spooky interview. I thought it was fantastic. Um, you know, they talked about Sting's kids. Sting talked about how his father like just passed away like a week ago. So he was very, he was visibly emotional and I thought it hit all the right beats. And this is what they should have done last week. Sting's dad just passed away. Yeah. So T's and P's to him. I mean, he doesn't retire. He goes on to feud with Christian. Maybe. I mean, T's and P's of Sting, but also like God bless him to like have your father to like your mid sixties. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. But, uh, yeah, so I mean, obviously Sting couldn't have been there last week, but just like kind of hit the same notes that that Darby could have just been like, you attacked us, you beat up Sting's kids. What the hell are you guys doing? And then you kind of do this promo this week. I thought this was a much better vibe than what they did last week. So kudos to them, especially if this is going to be the main event, which I kind of assume it's going to be. Yep, yep it should be the, the main of, of that show. Uh, you have Wardlow with the promo. Yeah, he he just kind of comes out. He then does like a meta promo, which, you know, not the biggest fan of meta promos. I think it worked in some aspects, didn't work in other. And then they announced that he's going to do a, a meat madness tournament or a meat madness match. So I guess Wardlow's just going to like run through a bunch of jobbers on revolution. I don't know what that means, but that's just what Wardlow does. He just beats guys up and never really progresses, never has a feud. He just kind of beats everyone up and that's it. So. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of the thing. Joe Swerve, Cage defeat uh, Paige Hook in RVD. Yeah, main event six man tag. It was a uh, a choice between who jobs is going to be Brian Cage or RVD, and it ended up being uh, Samoa Joe choking out RVD for the win. Uh, the internet was set ablaze because Hangman counted a muscle buster and he like landed awkwardly on his leg. Our boy Dave Meltzer comes out and says he has a broken ankle. Oh my God, it's the end of the world. And then Sean Rassap uh, quickly counterpoints and says, no, it's all a work. He's fine. So uh, Big Dave, Big Davey boy has uh, been not hitting his stride recently on these uh, these inside I mean, when scoops. Did he, when did he ever really hit his stride? He reported about a whole bunch of stuff in the 90s and, they, and people flat out lied to him just to make him look stupid. He thought he would have learned his lesson from 25 I, he, he thought. And, you know, this kind of... You know, I'm going to sit on my journalism high horse right now as an unemployed journalist who's never actually had a real journalism job. You should probably like don't just take someone's word for it. Maybe you should like go to different sources and like confirm go to the actual what's... source, the guy who was actually injured. Well, that might also be the issue. It's like Hangman Page was the one lying to him because we know the the elite are clued in with Meltzer, and it's like if he's trying to get this story across, he knows if he just tells Dave like, "Oh yeah, my ankle's messed up," then he'll just he'll say it without clearing it with anybody else. Stupid man, just stupid boy. Stupid, 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 stupid man. Anyways, we got a premium live event coming up this Saturday, Saturday morning here in the West Coast. Was it two, yes. two, 2 a.m. Pacific, 5 a.m. Eastern, uh, like yes. 8 a.m. British time, and whatever time it actually is going to be in Australia? Yes. Uh, nonetheless, a kickoff show is going to be. There's going to be Sam Roberts and Peter Rosenberg, I believe, on that kickoff show. Uh, we have a Grayson Waller effect uh, with Cody Rhodes and the World Heavyweight Champion Seth freaking Rollins. We're going to have a segment there, so that should be uh, that should be uh, something. Uh, the Women's Elimination Chamber. So Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair versus Liv Morgan versus Naomi versus Tiffany Stratton versus Raquel Rodriguez. Winner goes to face Rhea Ripley at WrestleMania for the Women's World Championship. People have been saying Becky Lynch, but hey. 
Liv Morgan has a story to finish too. She's 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 on a revenge tour. Paddle's on the line, of course, Philip, right? Of course. Why oh yeah. You? I'm just you know, just making sure because you know sometimes people like to, you know, not they they like to run away from title offenses. Well, those people aren't on the show anymore, or champion anymore. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of course. But look, uh, man, I think this honestly, I think this whole show is pretty chalk. Um, bro, what you mean? Are the are these are the, are these uh, chamber matches not about to be fuego? Yeah, they should be like good matches, but I I. Pretty much every single match on this show is, I don't have like the odds in front of me, but I would assume every single favorite is a very heavy favorite. And it starts off with Becky. I'm um, going Becky Lynch. I'm, I'm... I mean, I, I assume this is going to be a quote unquote title defense, but we'll, we're just going to agree on everything. Uh, Becky, they've been pushing her and Rhea at the press conference. So it makes total sense for them to to feud and go into WrestleMania. Maybe there's some sort of chicanery with Nia and this turns into a triple threat, but I think Becky wants. I think a a sneaky one could be like Tiffany Stratton, but I don't see that happening. It's either Becky or Liv, man. I think Tiffany Stratton's going to get like a showcase. She's going to do her moonsault off a pod. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's what's going to F- find the elimination props, and if that's a prop, hammer that. Yeah, uh, undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships: The Judgment Day, Damian Priest and Finn Balor defend against uh, Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. What's their new name? It's like something not convoluted, but it's kind of like British football-y type something. I don't know. Uh, we need to know their name now. Oh my! They're God. still British strong style. Are they still British strong style? I don't know. Uh, this one's not as conclusive. I think you could see Dunn and Bait get the win, but uh, I think they've they've held on this long with the Judgment Day being tag champions. I think they're going to continue it going into WrestleMania. So the New Catch Republic—that's their name. So there you go. Um, All right, I'm going. I'm going. Damian and Finn. We go to WrestleMania with uh, Awesome Truth dethroning those boys. Possibly, um, I wouldn't be shocked if our Truth gets involved and costs them the title. But I agree. I think Judgment Day does walk out champion. Okay. Okay. If you if you believe. That's what you want to do if you don't want to go out on a limb. I mean, I could go on. You know what? I'll go on a limb just to be. No, no it, Philip. I'm going to stick to my gut. I'm not just going <laughs> to make predictions to be like, oh, I'm trying to win this championship. Philip, if we agree on everything, that's perfectly fine. I, You know, no disrespect to the Elimination Chamber. If I'm going to dethrone you, I'd rather dethrone you at WrestleMania than at the Elimination Chamber or even at Revolution <laughs> next week. But what we all know mean? how my track record at AEW is. Revolution? Revolution? Has that paper? Has it? Has that content been good enough for me to defend my title there? I mean, you make a solid point. Did, I mean, did we? Even, when was the last AW show we actually defended that thing? Like, can we actually remember that? I didn't. We didn't. We didn't do it at the last two. The last two they had. Did we even do it for full gear? I think we might have done it for full gear because I think me and Katie tied back when Katie was on the podcast. Still. Yes. 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 I mean, she's still. She's still here. She's just not here. That makes sense. Anyway, um, the women's world championship match, Rhea Ripley, the eradicator, the nightmare goes up against the irresistible force, Nia Jax. Look, man. Oh, my heart wants Nia to win it so bad. My heart wants Nia Jax to win it so bad. So uh, I'm going to go with Rhea Ripley. 
Yeah, I honestly think this should be the main event. Um, I, mean, I know it's I know it's elimination chamber. You probably want like one of the matches, probably the men's match to go on last, but it's a singles match. She's the the hometown, well, home country hero. Well, no, no, no. Stop, stop. Nia Jax is also Australian. These are the the first two Australian born world champions going at it in Perth, Australia, for the women's world championship. Fair point. I did see her post a a, a picture of her dual citizenship. Citizenship, easy for me to say. Yes, but uh, I think this one goes on last, and I think Rhea wins. She, as I said, sl- you know, body slams Nia Jax in front of one hundred fifty thousand people in the uh, Perth. Silver Dome, brother, in New Orleans, Louisiana, brother. Yes, 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 yes. So I got Rhea. You got Rhea? Uh, yes, sir. All right. It is for the men's elimination chamber. The winner goes on to face Seth freaking Rollins at WrestleMania for the World Heavyweight Championship. The Scottish psychopath, Drew McIntyre, the Viper, Randy Orton, the almighty Bobby Lashley, L.A. Knight. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Owens and the maverick, Logan Paul. I think Logan Paul's going to have a nice showing in here, but all in all, Drew McIntyre is going to finish his story. I agree. This one also seems pretty evident just based on who's getting built. I mean, literally, this match is for the Raw Championship. Drew McIntyre is the only Raw person in this match. So it it's, makes sense. It, wow. I I didn't even realize that. It makes sense for him to win this. Um, I mean, outside chance... I don't even know. Like, I would say maybe LA Knight, but I could see LA. I think US title is going to be like LA Knight, Kevin Owens, and Logan Paul. And then Drew McIntyre takes on Seth. Randy, honestly, I don't know what Randy does, which kind of sucks for him. But Randy uh, faces the Rocket WrestleMania. There you and go. And picked by Triple H. Boom. Book it. They, they had a little match. They were involved in a match with each other at WrestleMania 20. We come back 20 years later, WrestleMania 40. Boom. That's how you do it, baby. Yeah, Mick Foley comes out and Batista, you know, Mick Foley and Batista tag match. Well, Mick Foley's getting ready for his uh, his last match apparently. So there you go. He needs a warm up. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he needs a warm up before he uh, comes and wrestles uh, in a death match at Oasis. Yeah, Rock and Sock versus Evolution. Twenty or yeah, twenty years later. Which <laughs> Ric Flair? Because he's. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, he already. I mean, I mean he, he's he's he, retired. He had his last match already. Bef- uh, no, before 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 uh, Randy came back, he was the uh, most uh, recently active member of Evolution to have a match. So you know, it is what it is. All right, um, we so that's going to be it for the predictions for the Elimination Chamber um, this Saturday down in Cudahy, California. Epic Pro, I will be down there. Come see me. Come see Journey Fought Two. Uh, I believe a lot of a lot of other uh, favorites that you guys love are on this show that we have talked about on this podcast. I'm sure. Let me just go to it and see. Yes, Starboy Charlie is going to be in action going up against Royce Isaacs. You have Ray Rosas in action. Uh, not only that, you have Doom Fly. You have Jordan Cruz, Kevin Blackwood, uh, the Wolf Zaddies. Uh, the Divine Brothers, Chris Nasty, and more. You don't want to miss it. Then Sunday, we will be at Stockton Con uh, in Stockton, California. You come, come say what's up to us. You know, you know what the deal is. We'll be over there with West Ghost Design. Come see Hall of Famers, um, Hacksaw, Hacksaw, Jim Duggan, uh, Lita, and Trish Stratus. Of course, a lot of other great uh, talent is going to be there. Tom Kenny, the voice of SpongeBob, will be in attendance. Brandon, I, kn- I know you can't believe it. 
I mean, the man just got done announcing a fantastic Super Bowl. All right. All right. He's, he's riding high. He's riding high. All right. Thank you guys so much. As always, be safe and stay dangerous. We will be back with a recap of Elimination Chamber. Uh, yes. And we, we are on one the, of these days. Yes. One of these days, a recap of Elimination Chamber. Uh, we're going to come back at you with some more content. Thank you guys so much. As always, be safe and stay dangerous. The bullet cast now. Fearless. Uh, elite podcasting. No, we are. Uh, elite podcasting. No, we are. Uh, 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 uh. This has been the Bullet Cast. Thank you for listening.